BAM Radio Network. The Senate habits just helped us to, to take a more strategic, proactive approach. So now it's a part of students' course schedules. Are you kidding me? Like, we got the president of the AST visiting the school as a result of Twitter and as a result of our video. I mean, that's awesome. Hello and welcome to Innovate Ed. I'm your host, Don Wetrick. Let's chat. Today, I'm excited to bring you Jamal Bowman. Uh, Jamal, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your school that you are the principal at? Cornerstone Academy is actually, the full name is Cornerstone Academy for Social Action. Uh, we were established in 2009. Uh, this is our fifth year. We have about 260 students, mostly black and Latino, and about 80% free or reduced lunch. Grade six through eight. And I, I saw that you uh, the, said established 2009. Okay, and again, where's Cornerstone at? Uh, Bronx, New York. So you guys are in the Bronx, New York. You said you have an 80% free and reduced lunch population. You, you've got some challenges ahead of you. Uh, and yet, when I saw your video, and, and we're going to come across, we're going to talk about how I came across this, but I saw your video not too long ago on YouTube um, with Hip Hop Saves Lives. First of all, tell me, who, who came up with the idea to have uh, Hip Hop Saves Lives come out? Hip Hop is a culture that directly connects with the idea of social action. I mean, Hip Hop was created to stop the violence and the abuse in the communities. So as a principal, I always wanted to partner with an organization that, that used Hip Hop to encourage and inspire its students. So I met Chad, the founder of Hip Hop Saves Lives, about two years ago. And, you know, they became New York City vendors, and we partnered up with them, and they've been working with our school ever since. And he's partnered with a young man named Joel, who's the uh, president and founder of, N- of Goose World, and together they formed an organization called Kids Helping Kids. So that's kind of how that all came about. Now, in the video, you guys are, are uh, talking about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven habits. Sorry, I had, I had to get that in. I love the song, love the video. You know, here on the show, we're all about innovation, and we talk about uh, how we're changing things up. How has the seven habits of highly effective teens impacted your school? I mean, yeah, well, I, I personally was introduced to the seven habits in 2005, and it just, it just sort of blew me away because uh, the seven habits, uh, in my opinion, provide sort of a strategic map um, to help uh, students with their own character development and leadership. So last year as a school, we threw a few trials and tribulations, and we felt that we would be in a lot more reactive than proactive in terms of our character development program. So I partnered with the uh, Franklin Covey Institute over the summer of 2013, this past summer, and they came in and provided uh, professional development to the staff, and we implement these seven habits as part of, as part of our leadership advisory curriculum. And, you know, just one day uh, I'm talking to Chad and Joel and Mr. Henry, who's like the lead MC in the video, I'm just like, listen, we need a seven habits. And they all was like, okay, we're on it. So <laughs> I happened to be actually singing the hook of Ed O.G. and the Bulldogs. Uh, they have an old song that was made in like late 90s called I Got to Have It. So you know, the hook is the seven habits, but the seven habits. So we took it right from Ed O.G. We used his music. Mr. Henry wrote the lyrics and Chad and Joel were to write their lyrics. And, you know, we've shot videos in the school in the past, so it, it, it was no thing to kind of put the video together. Yeah, it's a great video. It, it's I first found it on YouTube just a couple of days ago, and it had just been released, and all of a sudden, poof, it has 4,000 views, and I'm sure it will keep growing. 
Now, you mentioned something earlier about being proactive instead of reactive. Why don't you give me an example on how that has worked out for you as school? Like, what would be an example of you guys being reactive, and how has it changed now that you're proactive? Yeah, I mean, last year, I mean, we were we were handling sort of character development and uh, helping students develop uh, from a social and emotional perspective because we consider ourselves to be a school of holistic learning where we educate the whole child. And last year, we were more using our own sort of competencies as staff and our history and our credentials and, and who we are as people to sort of mediate, negotiate, and manage student behavior. The seven habits just helped us to, to take a more strategic, proactive approach. So now it's a part of students' course schedules, and they take leadership twice a week, and they learn the seven habits twice a week explicitly. So it's a, it, it helped us to get out in front of some of the behaviors that may manifest themselves, you know, throughout the middle school years, you know, as they always do, as we know. So I think the thing that you're trying to pull off, which is one of the most difficult things, is you're trying to recreate culture or start a new culture within your own school. And, and I think that's so vital because some of these things, like you said, start manifesting themselves. And so with that first step of being proactive is huge. Have you seen a difference in the culture in school? Uh, yes. I mean, we, you know, luckily, knock on wood, we've always had a pretty sound culture. I mean, if you look at, you know, New York City has these learning environment surveys that uh, teachers, students, and parents fill out every year. And we've done pretty well. I mean, we're a... You know, according to our New York City Progress Report, we've gotten three grades, and we've had a B, an A, and a B as a school. So we've done pretty well. But this year, we've seen a, a tremendous decrease in um, students missing assignments, a tremendous increase in uh, students attending uh, morning and after-school tutoring. Those two things are, are huge, right? We try to teach a growth mindset to our kids, and it's all about time on task, and it's all about putting in the effort. So being proactive, the first habit directly connects with that. And we see an increase in uh, student attendance and tutoring and a decrease in uh, missed assignment, which has translated to uh, better grades across the board. We talk about your students being proactive and, and learning. Let's now focus on you. We, we First of all, we were connected not too long ago on Twitter. And it's uh, you said you were a little bit new to Twitter. I, I came across your video and we contacted each other. Tell me about how you've taken to social media here recently and what it's meant to you. Uh, I was introduced to Twitter during this past summer. New York City has a, a something they call the iZone, which is a group of innovative uh, schools, and I happened to um, apply for the iZone and was accepted into the iZone. So they had an iCamp this past summer, and at the iCamp I was introduced to Twitter. And over the last month or two, like I've been on Twitter constantly, I've neglected or ignored my Facebook account. And it's just been like, in terms of individualized professional development, it's just been an awesome place. Like the videos, the resources, the connections to people, not only in all over the country, but all over the world. Educators who are passionate about being progressive, who really are into ed tech, who are really into uh, incorporating innovative practices into what they do. Twitter has been a godsend, you know, and I hope it uh, continues to be beneficial for me in 2014. Yeah, we talked earlier. Uh, it turns out that uh, why don't you tell people who sent you a, a tweet not too long ago, somebody somebody of importance saw your video and got back with you. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so, I, you know, I was on a, a Twitter conversation uh, with a few teachers from the New York City area, 
And all of a sudden, they're looping Randy Weingarten, who's the uh, president of the AFT, the American Federation of Teachers. They start looping her into the conversation. I'm saying to myself, there's no way she's going to respond to us. Like, she probably gets a million tweets a day. She don't have time, you know, to talk to teachers. Lo and behold, she, she enters the conversation. I share my video with the group. She sees the video. She responds and says, this is what education should be about and I want to come visit your school. And this was on a Friday night. She then uh, asked me to directly message her with my personal email account. She emails me the next day, CC's her calendar guy. I'm talking to him two days later, and we're, we're trying to set up a meet at the end of January. Are you kidding me? Like, we got the president of the AST visiting the school as a result of Twitter and as a result of our video. I mean, that's Absolutely. I totally agree. And matter of fact, why don't you give everybody uh, your Twitter handle so they can start following you? If you want to uh, hit me up and, and talk about everything education and everything related to community empowerment and development, just uh, hit me up at Bowman Strong. That's B-O-W-M-A-N-S-T-R-O-N-G. Very good. Well, we're, uh, Jamal, we're going to have to wrap it up, but I, I have to say I really admire what you're doing. I enjoy the fact that uh, Ninner City School has taken a look at the seven habits of highly effective teens, how you're growing a culture from within, uh, and really turning things around. Uh, I applaud you. Again, you can reach Jamal at Bowman Strong on Twitter. I appreciate you being on the show, and remember, opportunities are everywhere. This program is produced by Accretive Media for the BAM Radio Network. Thanks for listening.